Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. So Julie and I were making a list for today's podcast. And the question that Julie asked me, and I thought it was a great question, and thus the podcast topic, is what are the biggest mistakes that agents are making right now in this real estate market? Because there are certainly a lot of things that agents are doing right. We have a lot of coaching clients who are having their best years ever by far. And I have to say, that's incredibly exciting. I'm always thrilled for them. Right. I mean, just we have people that are, they set goals of, I'll just, uh, in many markets, the markets are down by 20% in terms yes. of actual sales volumes. Mm-hmm. But when you have a coaching client that does 20% more than they did the previous year, what they're not realizing is they beat the market not by 20% or beat themselves, mm-hmm. even, but by 40%. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And to a person, all of our personal yeah. coaching clients are having their best years ever. Yes. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, and it's really great to see them actually be a bit ahead of the goals that they set. And it's okay to recalibrate goals too. And, re- and when you ask yourself why it is that those folks and other folks are having um, their best years ever, and there's you know obviously thousands of agents in, in the country that are having their best years ever, it's because they're mostly avoiding these mistakes that mm-hmm. we're about to share with you guys. That's right. So I, we're going to have 10 points today, but they all end up pointing the same direction. The number one mistake agents are making now has to do with procrastinating. So note takers, write down, what are you waiting for? Here are the top 10 procrastinations that are causing you potentially to lose money every single day, followed by some solutions to cure you of your waiting habit. So ask yourself, what do you lose by procrastinating? Are you motivated by the carrot or by the stick? Everybody claims they're motivated by their goals, doing more so they can have more. Yet most don't get into action until they're actually about to lose something. It's a curious fact that we see in coaching, right? Well, that's such a profound point that I remember um, when I was growing up, when you and I were growing up, you know, because we basically grew up together, yeah. right? Everyone would tell you that they're motivated by accomplishing a goal. And that's true. You could be very well uh, motivated by accomplishing a goal, but that's not really what's going to motivate you at the highest level. If you want to know what's going to motivate somebody, take a nine-year-old and threaten to take her iPad away for the weekend <laughs> if she's not going to clean her room. Yes. And if that doesn't work, then you have to expand the time period of loss. Right. Well, the moral of the story is, is that very few people are truly motivated by gain, but everybody's motivated by losing something that they already have. And that thing that they could already have could be their health, it could be their wealth, it could be their happiness, it could be their, uh, you know, how they see themselves in their community. That's what's going to motivate somebody. So if you're wanting to know how to game yourself, live in fear of losing what you already have. Even if you have no reason to live in fear of that because you have such a financial buffer, manifest it in your head and you'll find yourself doing things you wouldn't have otherwise done at a much, much higher level. That's right. So on to our points. Number one, perhaps you're not taking action because you're certain that the market's going to crash soon, creating an opportunity that you think isn't here currently. You tell yourself that no one's buying due to higher rates and nobody's selling because they're locked into their low interest rate mortgage loan, or maybe you use the low inventory excuse. But I would contend this question. If that's all true, 
How do you explain the other 4 million transactions that did happen while you were waiting? Well, so 4 million transactions, and let's assume there's two sides to each transaction, and that just include new construction. There were at least four times two plus another 700,000 total paychecks that were issued to real estate agents this year. So there you go. There's That's, that. There, there's, <laughs> and, and then if you also yeah. factor in the average uh, commission, has to be at least $10,000. At least. Yeah, this is still an amazingly lucrative career. And you mentioned headlines and, you know, people that are sort of clamoring to the negative. Mm -hmm. It is so fascinating to me, just like when you and I, uh, back in the, we've gone through three real estate, you know, I don't know what, setbacks, ships, call it whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But the biggest one being obviously 2007. And I um, was amazed by the number of headlines that started pouring out. It's too late to buy a home. There's a generation that will be renters. There's uh, the American a, dream has died. Exactly, the yeah. American dream is to never, no longer to own a home. And then the stories start pouring in, and uh, you're going to see this if you haven't already, where they're going to start saying things like, "Well, it is time for government to, you know, put uh, national rent caps." Or there's time for, in other words, socialization, socialization of housing. Do people really need to own a home? And just, you know, it goes on and on and on. And then some politicians clamor onto it. And then guess what? The housing market starts to improve, and everyone forgets those sort of. You you know, doom and gloom yep. headlines, but that is the cycle that we're in now. And you have to assume that your consumers, your buyers and your sellers are going to be reading those. You can't read those. You've got to attach yourself to facts. Otherwise you're going to be pulled down into that, you know, that foxhole yourself and you're not mm-hmm. going to come out in time to make the most of this real estate market. Exactly. Now, point number two, again, we're talking about what are you waiting for? Number one mistake is procrastinating. Are you waiting for the inventory ferry to sprinkle the right new listings into your MLS so you can finally get some of your buyers in contract? Well, this also means you're waiting on your buyers to see something in the drip system that you set up through your MLS that they actually want to buy, that they actually get to see it first and are competitive and win. So you're making a whole lot of procrastinating assumptions. So to counter that, remember that about 30% of closings currently are new construction. Are you finding that inventory or are you still addicted to using only one tool, your MLS? Well, so we've done countless podcasts and we talk about this very topic on um, in, our, in Premier Coaching on a regular basis. The gist of it is, guys, is if all you're doing is going to the MLS to look for inventory of homes for sale, you're not really finding most of the homes that are for sale in this market. And I'll give you another example, Julie. There's something now called EXP Exclusives. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, there's uh, there's been a few national brokerages that are making it so that they can actually put their listings on a site that's only available to other agents inside that same brokerage. Mm-hmm. And let's not talk about the whole coming soon and all the stuff with the MLS rules and all the rest of it. There is definitely going to be more national brokerages which are going to uh, essentially set aside listings that are going to make those available to their agents inside their brokerage, and it's perfectly fine to do so. So if you're not in a brokerage that's got a big, uh, obviously, national presence, let alone local presence, you're probably not going to be seeing a lot of the inventory that's available at that larger brokerage. You're going to have to take all these things into consideration because all the rules have changed. One of the biggest problems that anyone who's been successful in the past makes is they they know the changes here, they see it, they recognize it, but they're not able to move, essentially create mind space for the new idea. They will try to take that new idea, conform to the old idea. So I'll give you an example, Julie. Sure. Um, Costco versus Walmart. Mm-hmm. All right, so why isn't it, I was listening with an interview with Charlie Munger this morning, you can uh, tell. I can tell. Yeah, you can <laughs> tell. All right, so why is it that 
Walmart was never able to compete with Costco. I'm sorry. Yes, that's right. I said it right. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't Walmart ever able to compete with Costco? It's because Walmart's model was what Walmart's model was. Even they, even though they saw what Costco was doing, mm-hmm. essentially the Walmart model, uh, I think, on crack. And yeah. Walmart and, and Costco has become arguably the best-run company in the history of you know companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just all these ways of monitoring the growth and the success of a company. Costco is the best example there is out there. Why wasn't Walmart able to copy them? Could have been, I, you know, just looking at it, they could do a big warehouse. They could do a big parking lot. They could do, uh, you know, bulk buying and, you know, all the rest of it. Why didn't they do it? It's because they could not move out of their mindset about what, the way you're supposed to run a business like that. And that's what's happening a lot in real estate brokerage, too. When you see something like EXP Realty that's essentially taking over the real estate brokerage space, and you ask yourself, well, why is it that the other brokers can't compete? Well, they can't compete because they are not able or not even consciously aware of the fact that the mind space that they have for ideas is occupied by the old ideas. And again, as you become, frankly, older, but this happens at any age, but as you become successful, and even, you know, if you're a young kid and you've learned how to swim at a certain age, or Julie was a, you know, a semi-professional musician and she learned how to play piano or the flute at a certain age, a certain way. And if, if you introduce uh, to her as she did, had this happen when she was in her 20s, a different way to play the piano, that was very difficult because she had to set aside the old way of playing the piano. That's right. And you can have those old habits really deeply embedded. I, I'll give you another example I'm experiencing right now. Math. Okay. We learned coming up like yeah. one or two ways to figure out simple equations, you know, multiplying and dividing and all the rest. And now that I have to make sure that our nine-year-old has her math done, I see how she's learning it. And it's like, first of all, there's like maybe a hundred ways to do something way easier than what we did. And then there's a variety of ways. And I do feel like I'm reprogramming my math brain, which is kind of cool, but it's also kind of a weird feeling. Yeah, well, it's a, it, but it, it's a weird feeling because it's you're feeling like you felt when you were a kid. Yeah. And your brain's starting to rewire, and it's very exciting. And I'm doing that in it's some ways cool. too, as you're aware. Yeah. Well, the moral of the story here is is that when you are uh, in a market like this. Markets like this create opportunities for new businesses and obviously uh, new people and new, just on a very macro or micro level, new agents that dominate in the markets, in their, in their local real estate markets. Why? Because the, the agents and the brokerages and all the rest that have been there for a long time can't adapt. They're, everything in their institutional environment in the brokerage world, for example, is set up around most of them franchises. So they're set up around the office, uh, uh, you know, we need office space, all the rest of it. And then you have VXP that's coming in that's growing during a real estate essentially correction or shift or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're making a profit while all the other competitors are struggling. Well, why is that? Because the new idea that EXP is did not have to replace an old idea because EXP essentially started fresh in 2009. That's something that's exciting to watch. And you want to be part of that. And that's the reason that Julie and I aligned with EXP in 2019. It was one of the single best business decisions that we made. If you're interested in upgrading your brokerage experience, whether you're a team or you're a broker or certainly an individual agent, new agent, experienced agent, it does not matter. EXP is most certainly your next natural step in your professional career. Or if you're a new agent, your first step in your professional career. Uh, Text me directly 
at 512-758-0206 if you're ready to join eXp. If you're ready to join eXp and you want to skip to the front of the line, just text me directly at 512-758-0206. If you want to learn more about eXp, scroll down in today's show description. All the notes that Julie and I are using are there. And then go and click on the link to our group's website, and you can learn more about eXp that way as well. So two uh, paths for you to move forward quickly. Text me directly at 512-758-0206, or scroll down, click the link, learn more. There's a couple of videos on that website you'll love. Next point, Julie Harris. Next point having to do with procrastination. Are you waiting for your next deal to materialize from your center of influence? You've always lucked out in the past. Surely something will happen soon. What happened to all of the FOMO or fear of missing out that was out there? Well, it has left the market largely with this shift. Do you know which people in your database actually have to move? I guarantee you there are some people in there in the next 90 days or less. Now, do they also know, your people in your database, what their home is worth in today's market? If I were to actually randomly call people out of your database and ask them, what kind of answers would I get? And why aren't you doing that? Because you're waiting. Uh, Wayne Gretzky said, procrastination is one of the most common and deadliest of diseases, and its toll on success and happiness is heavy. Well, another great Wayne Gretzky quote, which is, I think, in alignment with our overarching theme today, is, Wayne, 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 what makes you so successful? You're not the fastest, most, most athletic. You're not the this and the other thing, all negative things. Um, why is it that you're the greatest of all time? And he said, because all the other skaters skate to where the puck is, I skate to where the puck is going to be. I think about where the puck is going to be. So if you find yourself skating to where the puck, maybe in your case was in the old market, you need to skate to where the puck is going to be. That way you can make the most of what this new market is. This is not a temporary blip. This is going to be a long-term cycle. Julie and I were preparing all of you guys for this two or three years ago. I, well, I'm hand COVID, yeah, basically two or three years ago, right? right? Mm -hmm. And we are preparing all of you for it. We are, you know, anticipating that this was going to be a long-term inflationary cycle with higher interest rates. The, there's no reason to believe that there's going to be any sort of seismic shift in the nature of the market that we're experiencing now. So the shift to the change has to happen with you. There you go. Well put. Point number four, you're waiting for your videos to get somebody to list with you. Just keep on cranking out those TikToks. You must not have enough of them made yet. Isn't so, that what they hear? So Julie's theme is you're waiting. And so this is a passive versus proactive lead generation, uh, these points that she's making. Passive are where you're mailing out something, you're doing videos, you're hoping and praying that some fish is going to grab hold of your hook and you're going to be able to eat that day. Whereas we're proponents of passive lead generation marketing and whatnot for sure, but we want you to start with a uh, uh, pro uh, proactive lead proactive, generation, yes. sorry. Proactive lead generation. That's where, for example, Julie's pointing about centers of influence and past clients. You're waiting around for them to call you. Why don't you call them and do your past client center of influence campaigns that you're doing for them? Why don't you, instead of waiting around for someone to call you from your Facebook group because you put up a great picture or video or something, why don't you call everyone who's in your that's following you on Facebook and do the videos? But if you have to choose which one to do, you know as well as we do, the call is going to make the difference. Also, it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Okay. Point number five, and there's a whole lot of this one, you're waiting for a call back from any of the following, your leads, the other agent, the home inspector, the appraiser, the mortgage guy, waiting, waiting, waiting. This is a, a thing. When we hear you know, coaches talk about this, what's going on with this deal and what's going on with that and where's your next listing coming from? Uh, I'm waiting for somebody to call me back. You've got to be proactive. Back to your previous point. You pick up the phone. You get to work. 
So the next one is number six, and again, straight off of coaching calls, you're waiting for your scripts to be perfect. Just 10 more role play sessions and you'll be ready to pick up that phone. Instead, practice with real people who have real reasons to transact. And if you have to practice with somebody, make them your centers of influence and past clients first. They're hopefully going to be the most, uh, I think... uh, receptive receptive and also if you you know you you can you don't have to be nervous when you're calling your mom hopefully you know so so do some actual practice with actual people that might actually do an actual transaction with you (laughs) and opposed to trying to look for other agents who are also trying to learn because then you're just going to pick up the uh agents who are also learning's bad uh, i do hear that when i hear because every now and then i am uh, monitoring people's role play sessions and i hear their back and forth and sometimes they're just practicing something that's not going to work. They feel like they did something that day because they had a role play session. But, you know, you have to be really careful with that. And the best people always are people who could potentially transact or refer somebody to you who would. Well, so role playing. If you're going to role play, role play with somebody who's experienced that knows what they're doing, that has a long track record of being successful. But guess what? That person's not going to want to role play with you because they'd rather role play with potential buyers and sellers because they want to make money. So True. ultimately what you should do, and the whole role playing concept obviously is wonderful, but finding someone competent to role play with, it, you know, role play with your coach with Premier mm-hmm. Coaching. Role play with somebody like that. It's actually got experience that knows what they're doing. But don't, uh, I think, you know, drill down on uh, learning scripts the wrong way because then you're really going to be digging yourself out of a hole when you decide to do it the correct way. Get on the actual phone. Go out and have real honest-to-God conversations. The essence of what it takes to be successful in life, not just selling real estate, is communication, is knowing how to speak with someone. In real estate, it's a beautiful thing that you're selling because everybody needs it. You're not selling something that people may or may not need. You know, you're not, I don't know if you guys have actually conceptualized that. There are very, very few things in life that people absolutely positively need to buy because it's a necessity, obviously, for them to exist. It, there's food, there's water. And utilities. Real, u- utilities. Well, but utilities even. Like, for example, electric. We could, You could do solar okay. panels or you could buy sure. it from the grid or, you know, you could burn wood. or I mean, there's options. But when it comes to living in a house, you don't want to be homeless. Mm-hmm. So either, you're either renting or you're owning a home or maybe multiple homes your entire life. You're selling something that everyone always needs and you're selling something that everyone is always interested in. Go you. <laughs> well put. Okay, number seven. You're waiting until you get back from vacation. There's other versions of this until kids get back from school, until we're after the holidays, until it's springtime, but you're waiting to get, for example, back from vacation, which doesn't even start for two weeks. You wouldn't want to have a deal happen while you're away now, would you? And you know, what's ironic about this one is experienced agents know that what's the first thing that happens when you actually do go out of town. It is weird, isn't it? You get your deals going. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, but stop waiting. All right. Number eight, you're waiting to find your big why. You haven't found your passion in the business, so you're not feeling motivated. Well, that's not going to work out waiting for that to happen to you. Get to work. And then, you know, what's funny is the goals change as you become more and more productive anyway. Well, ultimately, to try to find passion with what you do is a fleeting experience because passion is a temporary emotion mm-hmm. that runs dry as soon as basically you started dealing with a cranky home, uh, home inspection or something like that. That's true. So what you want to think about doing is there are always going to be aspects of selling real estate, for example, that you have passion for. Um, maybe it's a listing appointment. I still, to this day, go- miss going on listing appointments. It was my favorite thing. 
Now, I love the competition of it. I love being in front of the seller, performing, the whole thing. But there are a lot of aspects of real estate I really don't miss. And But I, you know, if I had to do it again, I would do it again. Yeah. But what I became passionate for and what all you've become passionate for or should, especially our top coaching clients, are what comes as a result of being successful, helping other people, uh, you know, buy or sell real estate, right? You be passionate for the result as your primary driver, not necessarily the actual activity. Can you imagine a dentist that's been a dentist for 20 years is still, uh, you know, passionate for removing plaque from people's teeth? He likes the <laughs> fact that probably there's aspects of dealing with the patients that he likes, but what he really likes is his weekends on his big boat. For sure. <laughs> that Absolutely. He, that he can afford from having cleaned all those teeth. That's right. So... Point number nine, you're waiting until mortgage rates come down. Meanwhile, more than 25% of transactions are closing with all cash, and lenders are offering free refinances to those who are closing right now while rates are higher. So the saying is, date the rate, marry the home. And a, a side point to this that I just read was, you know, when rates went up, everybody, and you hear agents talk about this, all the first-time buyers have left the market. And, you know, historically, about 30% of transactions are first-time buyers, Okay, so yes, rates have gone up. They've been up. They're probably going to stay up for a while. Do you know what the difference between what it is? It's typically 30%. It's 27% of closings now are first-time buyers. Well, They're still I, transacting is the point. Yeah, well, again, so let's just assume that $4 million, or $4 million, let's assume <laughs> 4 million transactions, the floor to how many transactions will happen in the United States during the worst real estate market ever. I think that could be a, a safe assumption because that's what it's been twice now. So I think 2008, they're around 4 million. Mm -hmm. uh, 2023, they're around 4 million. So that's the floor. So I got good news for all of you. The floor is actually not such a bad place to be when you no. multiply out how many actual tr uh, paychecks were issued to mm -hmm. real estate agents. So it's not so bad. You're just going to have to look, you're going to have to be the one that's generating those transactions by doing the things that this new market demands. And it, I'll tell you, I'll share this with you guys too. A lot of you have been in the business during a time where it was normalized to buy buyer leads from, I'll just use Zillow mm -hmm. Flex as an example, but there's certainly tons of them. What have you noticed? Zillow Flex leads, have they come up? Are they increasing in quality or decreasing in quality? It's not necessarily Zillow's fault if the lead quality has diminished. It's the nature of the market. That's what's actually happening right now. The best buyers are, you know, just as an example, if you're if you're challenged to buy buyer leads, are not necessarily going on Zillow. They're driving through open, they're driving through neighbors and going going to open houses. So a lot of you are stuck into this horrible paradigm, frankly, where you've only known to buy buyer leads. And guess what else Zillow is doing? They've raised the referral fee for Zillow Flex agents to 40%. So you're spending more money, getting less result, making less money, and, and frankly, netting less because you're paying more of a referral fee. So you've got to break free of that paradigm because that may have been something that worked for you in the past market. Because let's say you bought 10 leads and buyer leads, and let's say eight of them transacted. Well, I like that math. That's good damn math. Sure. Even if it was half that, it was still good. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not that now. It's barely 1% or rather 10%. You get 10 leads, maybe one closes. But the reality we're hearing from all of our top coaching clients, it's not even that high. No. So if you're, if you're pinning your hopes uh, to essentially being able to buy leads in this new market, it's obviously not working. Look what the top agents in the country are doing with the biggest team. Some of them are our coaching clients or our friends. We know them from eXp Realty. They are not, they're moving away from the buying of the buyer leads paradigm, the buyer agent, you know, big teams and all the rest of it. They are going to be successful in the new market, but they're shifting their business models. And all of you need to be doing the same, no matter whether you're a new agent or an experienced broker. Exactly. Now, point number 10 is for our listing agents who are listening. You're waiting for your listing or listings to sell. 
Here's the question. What three things are you doing differently now that the market is more calm with fewer buyers, fewer showings? Are you still expecting multiple offers and 10% over list? If you're not actually getting that, every now and then we're still seeing that here and there, mostly in the lower end. If you're not getting that, you must be more proactive so you don't get fired or have the listing expire on you. Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time. A Buddha quote, Julie. <laughs> well, <laughs> the here's, here's the thing. <laughs> Agents, you know, they don't realize that sellers also have those expectations, those lingering expectations of a quick sale for more than list price. After about 30 to 45 days, they wonder what it is that's going wrong. Do you think Buddha, when he thought of that quote, was Had thinking agents <laughs> that someday it'd be used on a real estate podcast? Yes, he did. He was Buddha after all. He said it's too soon to tell. Okay. Solution. Take massive action starting today. Do five times what you think you need to do to get the results you desire. Five times the open houses, five times the contacts, five times the pop buys, five times the expired calls, five times the new construction visits. Stop waiting and make it happen. You've got this as long as you get to work. And I have to remind them of my favorite uh, affirmation. I'm a doer. I do things now. I get things done. That is your anti-procrastination affirmation. So if you're still wander wandering around in the wilds of real estate, lacking focus and direction, you clearly need Premier Coaching. So go to premiercoaching.com and sign up today for free. And by the way, don't wait. Don't the, procrastinate. Right. The links that we talked about, and especially joining Premier Coaching, are down below, right? Don't wait and don't procrastinate to join Premier Coaching. It is obviously the next natural step for all of you. We've had, I think, in the last 12 months, we've had thousands of agents that are joined Premier Coaching. Why? Because they want to be part of a community that is going to help them um, essentially be successful in this market, maybe more successful than they would have otherwise been even in the previous market. So do consider joining Premier Coaching. It is free for you to join. Scroll down, click the link, you're on your way. If you don't want to do it that way, you can just go to premiercoaching.com. So listen, thank you for continuing to keep this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.